This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam is broken, Dean's all whack. You know I had a brother with this many issues once. Yeah. You know what I did? Mm. I hate him. Of course you did. Please bring fun cast back. This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of your favorite TV show, Supernatural. Heck and, yeah, we are, bro. And we are into season seven, not season four, but we're into season seven. Yeah. And uh, we are, are making progress through this season of Leviathans. Chris, how are you today, man? If you had, did you have a good weekend? We're, we're recording on a Monday afternoon. It's, it's yeah. bright and sunshiny here. It's a beautiful, beautiful spring day outside. I don't know what's happening are, in, your, in your area. What, what's going on? How, how are you, man? Well, <laughs> looking down the last strands of sunlight before we're getting hit by a huge storm tomorrow mm. however jeremy i think you know what i was up to this weekend because you and i both uh, got the platinum trophy in shadow of the colossus that's true uh, we, so we spent a lot of time in the forbidden <laughs> lands killing colossi in various and different ways so we could get trophies that don't mean anything and the very the very first thing i did after finally completing all that was watch supernatural and it was the most relaxing thing i did all weekend <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, I I had already watched this episode, so I, I did not watch it again. Uh, but when I finished getting that platinum, and you had texted me and you said that you were watching Supernatural, we went back and forth a little bit, and I I just kind of went to our Instagram page, uh, which we don't really talk about a lot, but Instagram.com <laughs> slash Monster of the Week podcast. And uh, Chris, I, I I've, I've told you this in private a couple of times, but that Instagram is kind of a testament to your your cover art skills for this podcast. Like it's. If you go, if you scroll all the way to the bottom and see the first cover art that you were doing for the show, it's not, it's not pretty, man. <laughs> and then just keep going up, and then until this this last season where you're doing all the Junji Ito art, it's just a, it's just so amazing. Like it's just, it's a perfect. It's it's a, it's kind of my idea of how how far this show has progressed, right? Like we were kind of not great at it at first, but we've gotten so continuously better since the start. I think we've gotten better. Yeah, I think we've gotten pretty good. Um, I'm looking at this Instagram now, and yeah, man, you're those early ones were uh, they weren't so easy on the eyes. I was trying to take a screenshot from each episode, which mm-hmm. I could not find on Google, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and just like Photoshop our faces onto them, and it was like. Uh, first of all, I was eliminating Sam and Dean from the picture, which is not the point. That's not what we want. Yeah, you've got, you've gotten um, away from that. You, now it's it's usually Sam and Dean plus Chris and Jeremy and yeah. related guests. Yeah, if we're lucky, I can sneak in a Chris and Jeremy. Um, <laughs> but man, but Enemy Brothers that was a pretty good one. That that was back on. Um, uh, who knows what April sixth, twenty seventeen was about a year ago. Enemy Brothers. I was Enemy I was Brothers proud is, of that is a one. great one. I like that one. Yeah, uh, the Wham you, is I guess still one of my favorites. So we made it into a T-shirt. Yes, we did. It's our most it's our most popular T-shirt by like a wide margin too. It's a good shirt. Um, speaking of T-shirts, if you go to monstertheweek.cool, there's a link there. You can hit T-shirts. Don't be surprised if you see an orange skeleton on there. I, uh, I'm I'm piggybacking hey. on the Monster of the Week T Public account so that I don't have to create my own for my other podcast. And uh, and Chris, I didn't say this. You're more than welcome to do the same thing for your other shows too. Yeah, like all my other shows. Yeah, um, one of my other shows might be coming back pretty soon. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, more de- more more details. More details later. later and <laughs> details. But Let's for talk now, talk about this fucking episode. For now, catch us up with what's been happening with season seven, Chris. Read me your oh, detailed summary of the last you, <laughs> six episodes. Please. You're not gonna believe this shit. Okay. So you know Bobby Singer, right? I know Bobby. 
they burned his house down. And by they, I mean the Leviathans. And by Leviathans, I mean those things from Purgatory that Castiel accidentally brought into Sam and Dean's world. Um, because this is a show where the world it revolves around <laughs> Sam and Dean Winchester. It's true. Uh, they've been slowly tracking Sam and Dean for quite a while now. And in the last episode, it seemed like they may have... Uh, Finally caught. Well, yeah, they did. They did catch up to Sam and Dean, and they happened to catch the Leviathan thanks to the help of a warlock named Spike from Buffy. Um, as always, that's super clear, super concise, and mm-hmm. super to the point. And that is the road so far. And we're going to be covering um, episode six from season seven, Slash Fiction. This was written by Robbie Thomas and direct. No, excuse me, written by Robbie Thompson, directed by John F. Showalter, and this was directed on. October 28th, 2011. Chris, there's been somebody named John Showalter that's occasionally liking my tweets every once in a while. Like, I've seen that name pop up. Um, <laughs> I, it can't be the same guy, right? I, pro- I guess I need to go um, research that. <laughs> sir, if you're listening. <laughs> I am um, sorry. First off, I am sorry. Second off, maybe you could get us an in with Sam and Dean. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, maybe that's not too much to ask for somebody that I've never met before. Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this was released on October 28th, 2011. Double the Winchesters, double the fun is the tagline from the official tagline from the CW. Sam and Dean are once again on the FBI's most wanted list when two Leviathans clone the brothers and go on a a killing spree. The subject of a nationwide manhunt, Sam and Dean must drop off the grid, so Bobby sends them to Frank Devereaux, a quirky surveillance expert, for help. Meanwhile, Bobby continues to search for a way to kill Leviathans, or at least slow them down, so the real Winchesters can stop their evil doppelgangers. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a real we got a real Twin Peaks season 3 thing happening with all these doppelgangers in this episode. I got a uh, I got a lot of things to to say about this, but this I actually like this episode. So, um Yeah, in general, I I am into this episode. I think it's it's with all of the gun violence in America today, I think that it's it's a little bit tone deaf. I think it's probably a little bit tone deaf even for 2011. Um like it mm-hmm. seems to be the point of them shooting up a bunch of people is to you know make sam and dean into bad people but as we know now if this happened the nra would just come out and defend them and you know that's that's perfectly fine to do so um politics y'all let's get into it (laughs) let's talk about trump chris let's get into it keep upsetting people um well uh we should have known right from the very beginning with this episode because we have our cold open obviously um that that was not dean winchester because he goes up to um the bank teller and successfully flirts with her and everything that we know about this season dean is that he's a fucking crippled mess when it comes to his emotions and he's not handling anything uh properly he has to keep psyching himself off to talk to women and he's usually drunk when he does it mm-hmm. so um that should have been our first red flag like hey this is a dean first tell right there is when he walks into the bank walk into the bank and successfully has a conversation with an attractive woman who is very much into dean by the way yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a weird way um and then we get our our kind of surprise which is sam and dean pulling guns sam locks the door uh and then excuse me sam locks the door they pull guns and then they just hoard everybody into a vault and murder them. Yeah, they're like waiting up until like the very last second to reveal, hey, it's not Sam and Dean. Because uh, even when they walk in, they're like, hey, you sure about this, Dean? Yeah. Um, they, they do one of those. Dean goes up and flirts. When Sam starts firing off his gun, he's like, your money's insured. Nobody play the hero. Um, 
And you're like, okay, what are they up to? What are these boys up to? Uh, and then they lock them in the bank vault and then mow them all down. So kind of, kind of a drag, kind of a bummer. Um, and I guess now we're supposed to be like, oh shit, that's not Sam and Dean. Yeah. I and I do want to point out that these guns that they're using look like some of the cheapest props I've ever seen in my goddamn yeah. life. There's one point where Sam is holding this thing with the one hand and it's apparently spraying bullets and it, there's just no recoil. There's no kit. Like it's like a, it's like a water gun for all intents and purposes, the way yeah. that he's using it. Yeah. It's really, really bad. He is extremely buff. So Chris, have you ever fired a gun in your life? <laughs> I, I have not. Yeah. I don't like guns. Hey, no matter how buff you are, like it still has some recoil. Like you're, you can't, you're not going to just like manhandle a gun from popping back when you when you shoot it. That's like our our, our pal Frank later in this episode, who's just like ho- hoisting a shotgun with one hand. Just That's being true. Like, yeah, this is fine. Everybody's fine. We go back to uh, Bobby, who has, uh, if you remember from last episode, the warlock that Chris mentioned, uh, Bobby has this dude, has not the warlock, excuse me, the Leviathan, tied up in his basement, and he's basically trying to kill this guy, uh, to figure out what will eventually kill it. Nothing is working, and of course this dude is a Leviathan, so it's just full of pithy one-liners. Yep. And, and he's a Leviathan, shit. so he sucks. <laughs> he's a Leviathan, so he just does not stop talking at all. Uh he tells Bobby as well as Sam and Dean that um, Edgar, who was our uh, that the Leviathan that was smashed by a truck by Sam, uh, yeah. is still alive. He still survived that. So they, and then at one point Dean asked him, uh, asks him, you know, how did you find us? And he's like, oh, we we used a complicated algorithm to track all of your aliases. He just says some bullshit. Yeah, and I just. I love I love Dean's reaction. It's like just what we need a Mensa monster because yeah. I don't know why a Mensa monster really cracks me up. <laughs> um, yeah, this dude is basically just like nothing can hurt us. Like dropping a car on Edgar didn't do anything, and uh, he knows a whole hell of a lot about Sam and Dean and Bobby and all of their habits because he was inside. They all the Leviathans were inside of Castiel for a time, and they kind of rooting around in his brain, got info from there. Uh, what is the plural of Leviathan? Is it Leviathans or is it just Leviathan? I'm going to go Leviathans. Let me see okay. if there's, let me see if there's anything in the, um, in the wiki about this. Um, I think that if you're referring to them as a group, you were probably saying like, Oh, it's, it's just, it's Leviathan as like, they're, they're like a legion, right? Like they are, they, mm-hmm. the word means a, a number of things. Um, nope, the wiki just has them straight up as Leviathans. Like, they don't even say Leviathan. They don't even try, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I think we'll just go along with what the wiki says. Okie dokie. Um, so, the, uh, the, the Levi- Leviathan here, he, he instructs them to go and watch the news where, uh, Sam and Dean discover that their doppelgangers, uh, have been going around on a rampage killing people, uh, and very publicly, uh, revealing their faces and their identities and all that stuff. Like, clearly just finding a pretty fucked up way to get to sam and dean i mean this is probably the most ingenious plan any of the monsters have had so far since nobody ever just like comes at the boys with guns Mm -hmm. um because that's just uh, that still seems like the most effective way to to deal with hunters is not to (laughs) use your just to shoot them don't use like ghost magic just be like all right let's get like a team of guys and go handle those boys um no 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 i'm gonna poltergeist them to death no 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 we tried poltergeisting them to death stop dropping bookcases and like curses (laughs) on them like just you burn their house down that was a pretty good first step and then you should have just been outside waiting for them and and taking care of it but even swords 
I know I talk about swords a lot, Jeremy, <laughs> but do. even at this point, it feels like like some sort of um, material objects, some physical weapon <laughs> would be more effective than all the magic that seems to fail against them, because they're going to find a way to thwart it. Don't tie them up anymore, guys. Just go for the throat. Just I like, I'm picturing this in a like a boardroom setting, like in a meeting of, <laughs> of a bunch of different monsters, and like there's a ghost in the back that raising its little ghost hand and be like, what if I just whisper a bunch of death in their ear and make them crazy? And the guy's like, it's no, no, we have tried this over and <laughs> over again it's not gonna work we're gonna shoot <laughs> them with the gun <laughs> what if i just make them real cold for a little while nope no <laughs> i can make them smell brownies that's not even that doesn't even scare me <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> i like oh, this so... i like this plan a lot uh I, I've, I've talked about it before the leviathan seem to have a they are written to seem to take advantage of the inherent instability of being a hunter so yeah. they've they're monitoring their aliases and their credit cards. They're now they're taking away their ability to move freely or to not be recognized. Mm-hmm. Which the idea that these dudes would never not be recognized is so alien to me because I mean they're Sam and Dean, like they're the hunkiest dudes in no matter you know what, what city that they go what to. What they should do is start growing some fucking beards. Get some beards. And Sam yeah. should shave his head. He's the most oh recognizable God. mop because it's not just a mop; it's like a salon like perfectly tussled mop has, um, has jared padalecki ever shaved his head i can't imagine that dude with the shaved head but that's what sam should have done he should have done it for the character they should have gone hardcore with this <laughs> chris i just want you to know that I'm, i was about to google for jared padalecki shaved head and in case you're curious about my google searches it's I just, the first three that pop up are jared padalecki holding coffee jared padalecki oh. smiling and jared padalecki oh. holding a bottle so okay. if you want to know where right my on. life is right now that's, right that's where i am <laughs> um so they don't do any of that. They don't do any. They're like, let's dress exactly the same as we all. Even put those shitty suits on that they have, because you're just gonna look like somebody else. But they don't do a single fucking thing to try and help their cause here. They're just like, let's continue on as always and just like wait until we get recognized, which is exactly what they do. Um, but I do like how they're like, how did we get cloned? And then from downstairs in the basement, the Leviathan is just yelling up like, it was your hair. <laughs> We got pieces of your hair in a bathroom drain. Yeah, yeah. You um, boys leave hair in every single shitty hotel room that you're at. Um, yeah. and this is a spooky ability too. Like the fact that they can just touch a cut piece of hair, and as we're going to find out later in the episode, not only can they shape shift into them, uh, but they also seem to somehow retain all of their memories at the same time, which is a very <sighs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm not, I'm kind of into it, but also because it, it gets, we get some it good works. mileage out of it. It works, yeah. But, it but also like, at the same time, <laughs> why are my memories in my hair? Like, are you right. telling me that the human body stores all of its memories in dead skin cells that that I cut off? <laughs> For a show that has so much magic, and I guess again, this could just be magic, but it's like your DNA contains your memories. Like this is just. Just pick, just, I want my lore to make sense, and I don't know if this does, but whatever, I'm here. Calm down, Black Mirror, okay? We get it. <laughs> Humanity is bad, and my cell phone is going to give me cancer. All right, chill out. Um, but, so, Sam and Dean, they're in agreement. They want to go after uh, their their clones. Bobby is like, hey, guys, that's a super bad idea. Maybe if you could just chill. Oh, no, okay, no, you're both super gung-ho about this? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Um, Bobby is at least half thinking, again, Sam, shave your fucking head. Uh, Dean can blend in. You know, especially just like st- stop making those pouty model faces, and you're fine. Or just put um, on put a, a fucking put a hat on. <laughs> put yeah, a put hat on a hoodie. On. Put on a hat. What are you um, doing? Don't. Yeah. Oh, there's just so many things that they don't. So even, many. Anyway, I, like, why couldn't we have an episode where they, where they wore hats? What's wrong with that? There's no, like, Chris, I, there is nothing wrong with that particular fetish, and don't you let anybody tell you. That <laughs> <you're not. laughs> um. 
So they, Bobby's like, all right, I'm going to uh, send you to this dude named uh, Frank Devereaux, I believe his name is. That is, that um, is correct. And he's like, he'll, he'll help you out, help you get off the grid. Sam, cut your hair. Um, and then they take off uh, and they stop to get gas. And Sam goes in to buy some fucking protein bars and he is immediately made by the uh, gas station attendant who Sam realizes that there's like a loop on TV of, of him and Dean's clones uh, committing murder. Uh, this scene, I do like that, though. The Sam's like, you know, awkward, afraid uh, speed walk out of the gas station. He's like, well, he's made us, Dean. He's made us. Uh, and then they have to take off. This was the part where I actually wrote the note in my notes. You'd think they wouldn't drive the fucking Impala around. I the, mean, <laughs> and they're going to address the, this. I will say that the the, the, the yeah. show addresses this here in a bit. But I was just, I was, they're so bad at this. They're so bad. Like, oh, we're wanted people now. We have to go chase ourselves. Well, no. Sam and Dean, you don't. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe you could ask for some more hunter help on tracking you down and tell the hunters if you see us anywhere that's not, you know, Bobby's hunting cabin, shoot on sight. We're yeah. only going to be at the hunting cabin. Go after us. It's um, it's it's disappointing that they sort of portray Sam and Dean as being really stupid. Um, I know that, like, of course they're like they're those are our faces being used to do all these things and like the the compulsion they have to be like we have to stop this we like that's this is a step too far but it's just like there's so much planning that they could have put into this to make it easier on themselves and they don't they just don't do a single thing yeah um, and it's a bummer because like th- we the characters that we know would do something to prevent some of the issues that they run into dean has a line earlier when when bobby is trying to convince them like how terrible of an idea this is where he says something like this is personal like he's using my face or, or whatever and i just i don't think that at this point dean winchester would particularly care that like obviously you would care no. right but you would you would try to approach the situation with a, a little bit more of a like dean we've seen team be tactical like we've seen him make those tactical decisions before and and and, and th- approach <laughs> a problem with strategy and like, this is just not that this is just let's go after him and then get made it literally the first store that we stop it right and like all like the secret lingo that we know that they have with each other and just all these like codes and preparations that they've set up over the years that we as the viewer have been like let in on what they didn't they didn't even wear hats jeremy they didn't they, even wear hats. They didn't even wear any hats. Um, but they're headed to... Oh, we, first, we were introduced to the FBI agents. So there's a couple of FBI agents. Um, listeners, you, you may or not, may not remember, but way back in season one, this a similar situation happened here where they, they ran into some shifters that were turned into uh, Dean Winchester and Robin Banks and things. Uh, so Dean, there was a hunt for Dean and I believe Sam for quite some time. We had a, we had a whole plot line about it that eventually just got literally exploded. Um, so Sam and Dean were thought to be dead. These FBI agents show up and say, well, if they've been dead this entire time, they, they haven't committed any crimes. They've been, they've been underground this long. So why would they just come up and show their faces all uh, natural born killer style to cameras right. <laughs> when they would just have been living, you know, underground basically all this time. Uh, but then they immediately hear because they've robbed this. This was at the, at the bank robbery from the cold open. And they immediately hear that they were spotted at this gas station, which was a thousand miles away. So they're kind of confused. Like, how can these people be moving that quick? Yeah, did they get on a plane? Like, what's yeah, going what's, on? And we did they have an, an angel teleporting them. Do we have like, an angel what's... teleporting them. The FBI agent says. And the other guy's like, I mean, I guess. Where are you reading, man? <laughs> Put down the Lucifer already. Yeah. So Fra- Sam and Dean show up at Frank's house uh, because they're Sam and Dean. They they just break in. There's no. There's. No- I just want to say so. Here, they, yes, they break into this house. They're like calling out, "Hey, Frank, Frank, whatever." 
Uh, they round the corner. They see Frank sitting there, and he's, you know, <coughs> cocks his gun, points it at them, holding it aloft with one hand. Um, so he's really no threat. But I just like that he goes, well, well, spider caught some flies. It's a, it's a pretty good line for this, like, crazy Frank dude to say. Yeah. Nothing bad there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, spider caught some flies. Commercial break. And then he goes, well, I'll be damned. Psycho Butch and Sundance. <laughs> like, he has a, <laughs> he has a second intro line. <laughs> like... <laughs> So that means that, like, because, you know, we would have had, even watching it on Netflix, there's, you know, uh, a black screen for a second, then it comes back. But if you're watching it on TV, you've got two, three minutes, maybe you even you take a bathroom break, whatever. But realistically, what he would have just said to Sam and Dean is, well, well, Spider caught some flies. Well, I'll be damned. Psycho Butch and Sundance. Extremely just, great, yeah. He just tried out a new one on them. And I like Frank, and I like their interactions with him, but I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I like I liked this a lot. This dude... This is this dude is pretty good. Like he's he's a, a one trick pony. Like he's he's the conspiracy theorist. I don't believe he ever shows up again. Um, but he he's immediately on the like he's he's the computer hacker slash conspiracy theorist slash the government is out to get me that um, mm. we all thought just were was funny until you know 2014 or so and realized it's all until, real until the government was <laughs> until, the, until we found out all of these things are true. Uh, he's very paranoid that you know he he thinks that the NSA may have sent them or the FBI or even the March of Dimes, which is a pretty good line. I dig that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they tell him they're from they're, they were sent by Bobby Singer, and he kind of freaks out about it, but eventually. Uh, just you know, acquiesces and says, "Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll help you." Um, mm-hmm. His approach to this <laughs> at whole a certain thing point, is, he says, "I know Bobby is into that magic hooey." I'm like, "Yeah, you yeah. ain't kidding, <laughs> no doubt." He's a wizard, and you're you're like a, consp- a conspiracy theory. Like, who who who? What is happening yeah. in the show? Uh, yeah. But he believes that the government has been cloning people for years. So the fact that there's two of Sam's and two Deans running around does not phase him in the least. Uh, he he has them drop all of their aliases, including all of the the rock god notification. A rock god nods, I think, is what he says. Something he says yeah, something yeah. weird here about that. Yeah, cash only, no more rock star names. Um, they have to change their cell phones every couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he destroys Sam's laptop, then gives him a new one. But then he's like, "Hey, you owe me five grand for that." Um, and he makes new IDs for them. Um, and he's just like, "You're like Rob and Tom Smith, whatever their names are." Um, he he calls them out on all their bullshit. That was like fun when it was just like a you know hey we're two brothers driving around hunting ghosts and i'm um you know it's, tim it's, van halen whatever like it was calls fun them when all they were on the fbi's most wanted list yeah, yeah it was fun when they were just you know hunting a poltergeist or two but i like this this guy is and i know that they actively discussed this during the time that the um the season was airing how they wanted to strip Sam and Dean of everything. Uh, they took away Bobby's house, so that, like, wealth of knowledge. Uh, they're about to take away the Impala, sorry. Oh, sorry. But they're even stripping their familiar, like, methods and, and uses of things, whatever. They're what stripping they them down. down. Yeah. T- tell me more. What? <laughs> what else are they stripping, Kareth? Oh, stop it, Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like this a lot. Uh, the Leviathans being such a threat and um, ha- causing them to be on the defensive, right? It was something that we've seen before, but they've always had some place to go or some some comfort zone that they could fall back to, and that's definitely right. does not exist here, which is good. Um, in between some of this, we also get um, 
Bobby, we go back to Bobby. That's what happens. And yeah. uh, Bobby He's still trying to find ways to kill the survivor. Still not trying. Going great. He finally gets so fed up with this dude's like running commentary that he chops his head off. Finally, we get a break from this dude talking. As much as I as much as I like the Leviathans, this dude in particular really annoys me. And I know that's mm-hmm. what they wrote him to do. Uh, so congratulations, you annoyed your 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 audience. <laughs> good job. Uh, Bobby chopping his head off is is very therapeutic. It's very good. And um, who shows up the door but Sheriff Jody? Yay! Uh, this is this whole thing is very weird to me because I I see why Sheriff Jody would have a lot of affection and a lot of um what's the because it's not attraction that I'm looking for I I feel like like the, their relationship would be like a like an uncle niece or a, mm-hmm. an estranged mm-hmm. uncle or something like that where she would want him to take care of himself more. But this seems to be like that they are setting up some sort of romantic uh, angle that I am not. Yeah, totally really forgot into. about that as a thing. Sorry, yeah, yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Spoilers because I forgot about it. So nobody ever gets to be happy in Supernatural. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're curious if anybody ends up together, like it's, it's just not. No, it doesn't. If happen. Dina Castiel aren't together in season 13, do you really nobody think that Bobby can. and Jody are hooking up? Um,. But she like Let's, kisses him on the on the cheek. She brings in food and beer, and is just like, you know, I'm going to cook for you. I'm a pretty I'm a pretty okay cook. You haven't you've never cleaned this place up. Obviously, you need some help. Um, and you know, you helped me out with the whole of you saved my life with the lion thing. And she kind of kisses him on the cheek, and you can tell he's, he's sort of uh, slack jawed and, and stunned, uh, like Sam is anytime that he sees a monster that's not human. So uh, yeah, I think at some point he's just like she thanks him for you know helping him out of the hospital or helping her out of the hospital. And he goes, oh yeah, just just doing my job. That nobody pays me for. Um, but he's still, uh, I, I liked a couple of Bobby's little lines in here. But yeah, it's, I just, I love Jody and I'm, and I'm happy that she's here. Um, but the relationship thing doesn't work out for me as much as I love Bobby, uh, as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of some weird flirting shit. Yeah. I'm curious if, if listeners, if you're, if you're out there, like, I can see why they would want to do this. I'm curious if this was like any, in, in if you any of you were into this relationship, I I've never really wanted Bobby to have a romantic interest on the show. Not saying I, I just don't th- really f- feel it's necessary a lot. Uh, I like. I'll it. be I'll be real with you. I don't particularly care about romantic r- romance in the sh- TV show Supernatural. That's sure. not why I watch the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, also that like I don't want to spend a lot of time going on dates. <laughs> yeah, unless they are with vampires or werewolves. Yes, very much so. Um, so back at the. Uh, uh, well, at we, Frank's house. Well, real quick, we we go. He goes downstairs and finds that after he decapitated this dude, somehow the head grew legs and walked up that dude's body and put itself back yeah, on the body. Know. So the dude grew know. a new head. Uh, um, so now decapitation works, but only for a short amount of time. And uh, this is where we go back to Sam and Dean. Uh, we didn't mention this, but um, Fred is that the dude? Frank told Frank. them to uh, ditch the Impala. Because obviously, yeah. like this 1960s fucking American <laughs> muscle car is a little bit noticeable. So they are in like yeah. a really shitty, small, uh, both of these giant dudes are like hunched over over the steering wheel. Like it's really funny looking. And Dean is totally pissed off about it. It's really fun. Um, jumping back a few scenes earlier, mm-hmm. um, there is a certain point where Frank tells him that there is no such thing as a random series of robbery murders by your evil twins. Um, so he is implying that there is some sort of a pattern here, but as of now, Sam and Dean haven't noticed it yet. Um, so yeah, then back in the, back in their new shitty little car, um, and uh sam or dean i think sam turns on the radio for dean and he goes oh sorry man and he goes to turn off but but dean stops him yeah this odd mile out of love song is 
it, we, we've seen this before. We've seen this 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 trick before, where you know, rock rock and roll Dean also likes all of these softy songs, mm-hmm. and uh, it never gets old for me, Chris. No, it's incredibly funny. Him Dean trying Winchester. not to be seen singing. <laughs> Sam's looking at him like, "What's going on, man?" Because he's very upset about losing his Impala. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, it, all of his family and friends and everything like that over the last. Few forget years about that. So. He has, he loves his car, mm-hmm. um, but he just keeps he just keeps trying to sing while Sam's not looking at him. Um, and here's, and this and here's is where, where Sam figures out uh, yes. what I think is the dumbest thing on this, ep- on this yeah. episode. Sam yeah. figures out that the uh, that the Leviathans who are pretending to be them are going from town to town in the same order of cases that they've solved, uh, meaning literal episode order from the TV yes. show Supernatural, yes. which is so it's not even meta. Like I don't even. It, it's just. It's just there and i don't i don't like that at all <laughs> like i would just- sam's staggeringly good memory because <laughs> he's I like mean, oh we went here and then we went there and then like i get he would remember being in places but he does like he like did you just watch season one again sam <laughs> assumingly sam has his own diary hopefully right some oh, somebody yeah. is, is hopefully diary, writing all this stuff down yeah um because yeah, you know Dean's not. Dean's not like the writing. Of course, if John was, maybe Dean was too. Maybe Dean would be like, "I want to be like Dad." So. Yeah. Well, they. But also, they only refer to Dad's diary at all times. They don't ever seem to have yeah, any of their own too. notes. That's true. T- that's true too. Because uh, John was the ultimate hunter, dusting all his pockets. He he had it all figured out. So what's the point of them even taking notes? He figured it out immediately as soon as Missouri took him out of that bar. Listen to the comic book episodes, y'all. They'll be yeah. out soon. Um, so, so uh, yeah. Sam figures out that the, the next one is at this, at this certain town and, uh, Dean is very excited because he loves this diner there. So we immediately go right to the diner where, mm-hmm. uh, Leviathan, Sam and Dean are sitting there and complaining about being, uh, Leviathan, Dean and Sam yeah. and probably the funniest part of this episode. Yeah. That's uh, good. Leviathan Dean talking about how much he hates this dude that he's embodying yeah. uh, about how, how he's eating a burger and he's like, this dude thinks that this is almost as good as sex and he thinks that he is so incredibly funny and that he does and he doesn't have any good relationships whatsoever <laughs> like dean breaking down you know Jen, well jen Ax, jen Ax, jensen ackles what's his name <laughs> jen something i don't know jensen ackles <laughs> pretending to be dean winchester who is are pretending to be a leviathan who is pretending to be dean winchester who is actively taking down dean winchester like this is it's, it's so what going on it's so good it's, chris it's i love fantastic. it fantastic um they're yeah they're just like making fun of their their host bodies uh and which is weird because it's not really a host body and he's like I, fighting against the personality of dean while he's in the whatever um because it, it gets a little silly again but i do i do really like this and they're just like how are these guys a threat <laughs> they're they're a freaking mess <laughs> I love that Leviathan Sam says that uh, all he does is eat salads that taste like self-righteousness. And and he has its full-on Satan vision up here all the time, which is a really (laughs) great reference. It makes me think that uh, if if the Leviathans are generating all of these memories and personalities and everything from a strand of hair, does he actually get you know Satan vision all the time? Because if a Leviathan that's getting driven crazy by actual like thought Lucifer or whatever is just so fantastic to me i love that idea (laughs) anyway uh there's a really good line here too that says when the guy says oh i had a brother like that once you know what i did i ate him (laughs) teen response of course you did yeah 
<laughs> it's just like, that's the right that's the right thing to do. You can't deal with people like this. Um, but then they just go and they pull their robbery stunt again. They start shooting at people, and uh, well, we, we have to talk a little bit about this scene though because they make somebody film them. Right. Then they immediately go into the diner scene of uh, from Pulp Fiction. You know, mm-hmm. if if any one of you motherfuckers move, I'm going to execute every last motherfucker, motherfucking one of you. Except they don't say those words. And then this terrible, shitty knockoff surf music starts playing. So it's like yeah. you're almost at Pulp Fiction, but if like they edited Pulp Fiction for TV and then they couldn't get all the licensed music. <laughs> And also, like, Denton Barantino directed it, and not Quentin right. Tarantino. Right. <laughs> it was not, it's not a good episode. No. Um, Scene, excuse me, not episode. Yeah, no, it's not great. Uh, and it's just, it's just more of the same, more to, to upset our, our hunks here. But yeah, it all gets caught on, on tape. And, um, and that's that. And I, and I think before they can even get in there, we are treated to, the FBI showing up and and watching the videotape of everything that happened mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. and being grumpy about it, I guess. Yeah, they they think that it's pretty horrifying, which it is because they is. they they told this dude to to film him and uh, threatened to kill him when he started dropping the camera to try to run, and then ultimately blew the dude away anyway. Lots of lots of really casual gun violence in this episode, which is mm-hmm. um, supernatural. Has always had a lot of gun violence, but it's it's always been you know the boys shooting at some sort of weird creature. Right. It's, it's very different when you have you know these two people using semi-automatic weapons to just blow away tens or dozens of people at one time like it's kind of yeah, disconcerting it's pretty dark, it's pretty dark. <laughs> and it's only it's only like I, it's it's one of those things where the content is pretty dark and then i see them using these dinky little like props guns or whatever and i yeah. just I, I start laughing so then i feel like an asshole because i'm laughing <laughs> at all this weird situation so yeah um yeah it's 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 weird it's weird i think gun violence is especially now is feel, feels pretty weird but um let's see so I, at a certain point dean is talking on the phone with bobby yeah yeah i think checking in like hey they just hit the st louis where we were headed we need to head to the next location you know episode five of supernatural whatever mm-hmm. um and dean's he's like uh hey bobby do i hear a woman's voice in the background what's going on <laughs> um but yeah so then we then we see the fbi watch the video they made and um uh then it's back to uh Bobby's basement with the Leviathan. Uh, the Leviathan changes into him and starts talking a lot of shit about Bobby. He calls him ten pounds of sad in a five pound bag. That's extremely that's good. pretty good. Um, um, Daddy was an alcoholic, and you are too. We should note yeah. that Bobby brushes up against him while he's you know trying to figure yeah. out the, the next device to torture him with. So that's all it takes is a small touch for a Leviathan to get literally all of your memories ever. So good yeah, job. It's pretty pretty crazy. Pretty whack. Um. Then we uh, were treated to Sam and Dean hustling down a street and just in broad daylight wearing their same hunter coats that they were probably in the video with. And um, they see a different Sam and Dean in a different perfect shiny black 67 Impala um, just driving on by. Um, but it's uh, it's too late. The bad guys are right there. But because they're fucking idiots, Sam and Dean get caught by the cops. Absolutely. Uh, and because of course they do. Like they have, they have to get caught. <laughs> like it's just, cause yeah. they're just, they're so fucking stupid. So, so stupid. Uh, they get t- taken to jail and, uh, it's just notable that the sheriff in, in all of this is a, uh, you probably recognize as, um, Oh, I really wish I had written down his name, but he's one of the, he's one of the big players in, uh, Battlestar Galactica. 
Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. I, almost um, a big spoiler. I've got all of the. I don't just don't remember this dude's name. Is this Michael Hogan? Was he Osborne I, in the show? I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, I do just. I just recognize this face now that you you mention it. I do love that that even like they are probably the FBI's most wanted. Mm-hmm. Like they they are high up on the list, and then they just get taken to some like rinky dink jail cell while they wait for the FBI to get there. Like just some like old iron bars where they stick drunks at night. Like. <laughs> And they don't keep anybody like like an armed guard nearby or anything. Like they're just like, okay, well, I'll see you in the morning. We're gonna go outside and, and leave you alone and wait for the FBI. Um, it just it just feels like irresponsible that they they like. I'm trying to think of like some person like that, like the Unabomber. You catch the Unabomber, you just put them in like a random little cell and be like, okay, hey, we got the Zodiac Killer. All right, let's go out for lunch and wait for the FBI to get here. Like, this is just... <laughs> yeah. Lock him up and let's let's all leave the police station, boys. He's never going to get out of this. Um, <laughs> These are iron bars. They're both like asking for their, um, for their one phone call. It's not really working out for them. Sam gets dragged away into, um, to be interrogated, uh, while Dean is put in a cell. I mean, they, they're doing some work, I guess. They're doing some work. Uh, and this is when we go back to, to Bobby, um, mm-hmm. who is kind of getting fed up with, uh, Leviathan Bobby's just speech, as all, all of us are. This dude just will yes, not stop talking. Very much. Um, uh, meanwhile, upstairs, Jody is, is cleaning, uh, Bobby's floors are so bad that the cleaning product drips through the floors into his basement, which what is, is it just like planks of wood he's got nailed up there? <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not listen, a floor. The fact that just, they even have a basement a, in this mountain cabin that's like <laughs> up on a weird hill. Like it's just the logistics of this thing. Yeah. That, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter because who cares? The, this cleaning product drips onto the Leviathan and the Leviathan starts screaming and melting. So uh, that gives us finally we have we have some we have a weapon against the leviathans that we can use to kill them. Uh, he was also quoting who, uh, Robert Browning during this. Exchange. Oh yeah, yeah. There, this this whole like, a man's reach should extend or exceed his grasp. <laughs> what? Because yeah. oh, because the leviathans give him shit about like being hopeful and like he's like hey you have a crush on jody and he quotes this thing about a man's reach should ex- exceed his grasp. I do I do sort of like the idea of Bobby having kind of a poet's heart somewhere buried underneath all the uh the beer and whiskey and and, and uh i don't know dead skin cells <laughs> yeah that's that's fine like it's 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 that's that that to me like i didn't need to know that about bobby because i already assumed <laughs> that about bobby right like i've just yeah you can look at that dude in the way that, that that dude is and think like yeah he's definitely read some poetry or wept at a romantic comedy before because that, that, <laughs> that is that is who that guy is with all of this gruff exterior he has he has the 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 really nice heart on the inside which is why he took in these two strange kids when john winchester probably jumped them on their door um so Dean, who has just been stuffed into jail, convinces the sheriff to give him a, a phone call. So the sheriff just like hands him his cell phone, which is not how these phone calls work, but whatever. No. Who cares? Uh, Dean calls Bobby, and um, Bobby explains this over the phone where the, the sheriff can hear, you know, oh, we need to use these chemicals, and the chemicals will melt them, and you can chop their head off. And like, uh, I d- and I did confirm this is Michael Hogan. Michael Hogan's face as he gets more and more horrified at what's happening on this conversation <laughs> is really funny. I love, love, love it. This happened in the very first episode where they summoned death and they just had those two civilians on the side, like mm-hmm, watching mm-hmm. all of this conversation. Uh, it happened with the, um, was it the siren? 
when the siren turned the brothers against each other and they started talking about heaven or hell and he the siren just had to sit down to watch yeah. like i really yeah <laughs> i love when civilians just are like holy shit there's something what did not expect to happen right now <laughs> yeah this is this is good stuff he's like horrified he hangs up the phone and he's just like what the fuck what is wrong with you people <laughs> I knew you were awful, but what is happening? What uh, the dude's like? Is going dude, on? do you have any of that stuff? We need we need borax. We need cleaning supplies. And he's like, No, please, God, um, yeah, we're not doing that. F- luckily, the luckily, sheriff, the sheriff goes upstairs. He and he watches. Uh, he catches these two leviathans, Sam and Dean, who are who have turned into cops to walk into the police station and murder a bunch of cops. And uh, he watches the scene unfold as one of the leviathans uh, is eating one of the cops. And the other one says like, what are you doing? Like, this is not time. We don't have time for lunch. Like, we're yeah. going to kill these dudes. And I'm like, yep, yep. You see, you guys were making fun of Sam and Dean, but they don't stop to eat a hamburger in the middle of a hunt. I'm just saying. That's right. That's right. Um, so this was their plan was to create, like make them public enemy. Number, number one. And then, like, sneak into the jail and kill them. <laughs> like, I guess like, so. I just, it seems like, I okay, they want to kill them. But what they did was almost enough to just, like, take them off the board. Like, you guys can't go outside anymore. Good luck fucking hunting us. Uh, also, another another quick tip for um, for Sam and Dean um, while they're on the run. Hey, maybe, maybe uh, travel at night. Maybe go outside <laughs> travel uh, when night, it's but, dark out. Put on a hoodie. <laughs> just saying. Put on a hoodie. Put on, one of you wear a hoodie, one of you wear a hat, and go uh, go outside when it's dark and hard harder to see other people. I mean, maybe uh, just hunch a little bit. <laughs> hunch maybe, a little. Just just like um, maybe not look like you're six foot seven. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of things they could have done. Get some get some temporary tattoos temp, all over your temp face. Tats. Temp tats. Temp tats. Yeah. I do see uh I do see Sam and Dean wearing like those weird barbed wire things that were so popular for a while, like in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like over their forehead or something. Absolutely. Um I, I do like the, the, the Leviathan setting this up. Like I, I get it with them making Sam and Dean uh like doing all of this stuff to make their lives harder so they can't just disappear at this point. Yeah. Um, like this is, this is basically them trying to flush Sam and Dean out because they know, and they rightfully assume that as soon as they started doing this, that they would come after the Leviathans and sure enough, it worked. Uh, so this yeah. is, this is them wanting to kill them and just making a direct, making it a direct path. Um, so the sheriff walks in and sees this conversation between these two Leviathans and watches them turn into, uh, watches one, you know, eating one of his deputies and then watches them turn back into Sam and Dean. And he runs downstairs and frees Dean immediately, which is kind of like, nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to do the thing. That's, that's totally fine. That was, um, yeah. Meanwhile, Leviathan Dean walks into Sam, uh, Sam's, you know, room that he's, he's handcuffed to. And, uh, we we have this this classic scene. We alluded to this in the last episode, Chris. You did, but where the boys can never have an honest conversation without you know a, a demon or a, a monster yeah, or something coming some in between bullshit. of it. And uh, and sure enough, this thing that's been developing over the last three or four episodes finally comes to a head when the Leviathan reveals to Sam that he killed that Dean, the real Dean, killed that Kasune that he likes so much, whose name Amy, is Amy yeah. Pond, uh, because we can't go anywhere without a Doctor Who reference nowadays. Is that a is that a Doctor Who reference? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Amy Pond was a major character in. I don't. I don't actually remember like what year she started as, as a companion. Um, I'm trying to remember who the chick, the chick that plays her. She's the redhead that's in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies now. Um, 
I got nothing for you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, she's she, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. She's entirely blue, so she doesn't even have red hair. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't help at all. Anyway, her name is Amy Pond. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I forget that you don't like Doctor Who, so that that probably just flew right. I just over said it to you earlier. It's going to be in the outtakes. Me saying I'll never like Doctor oh, I know. Who. I'll just I'll mean, never last episode. Like I, was why, I was wondering why we didn't talk about it the last episode, but yeah, or that or on that episode, but yeah, that's that's exactly okay. Why. Okay. Anyway, the point is that Sam uh, is now aware that uh, Dean killed the Kasune, and uh, which is a bad time for everybody. Yeah, he's and, very emotional about it. Um, but then that's not—it's not a good time to be emotional. <laughs> And at the same time this is happening, uh, Leviathan Sam has found Dean, and is and they're and they're in the middle of a fight. Uh, luckily, uh, I guess we need to break this apart. Luckily, you know, there's there's a scuffle, and Leviathan Sam gets sprayed with the the borax or whatever, and then Dean chops off their head, chops off its head. So that one's dead, luckily. Um, and meanwhile, Leviathan Dean is telling Leviathan Sam how much he despises these two brothers. Uh, quote, because you're missing a perfectly good opportunity to yeah. subjugate the weak. <laughs> you're strong and smart and uninhibited, but so preoccupied with being good to each other. Uh, and they're always so angsty about it. And he says that uh, Dean thinks that Sam is totally crazy. Uh, and that's when he reveals that um, Dean killed Amy. Um, and I just felt like in, in this situation, given everything that's happened, Sam is now a, a practical enough hunter that he'd be like bigger fucking fish, bro. That was real shitty of you, but like we got a we got a mess on our hands. Like I just feel like he's he's he can get over it. And then I had to take a second and and realize that you know your brother going behind your back and like kissing a girl that you liked would be a pretty big deal. But he did totally murder a person um, that. Sam explicitly said, "Hey, of all the people you're going to murder, Dean, let's, please um, don't murder that person." <laughs> let's let's save our our insight okay, on, on okay, this to okay. the end because it's this is going to come up at the very end, uh, and I, I don't want to talk about it a lot. I want to get into it, uh, but I want to get to there because we still have a bunch of action left. Um, yes, I do. I do love this line where uh, Leviathan Dean tells Sam, "Like, okay, now I can eat you because I like my meat a little bit bitter." Yeah. I don't know why, but that really amuses me. Like some of this, some of this Leviathan schlock really works on me. The nacho yeah, cheese stuff didn't, to work in this. didn't work on yeah. me, but this I like my meat bitter is really, really good. Yeah, there were there were a few moments in this episode where I was like, "Okay, Leviathans, all right, you guys got me." Um, but yeah, and then Dean is able to <laughs> to bust in here. <laughs> And, uh, he, he sprays the, he, he sprays Leviathan demons and Borax and he just goes, damn that felt good. <laughs> it's some, so he's just destroying himself and he gets a, a real Dean Winchester kind of glee out of it. It gets a real emotional boner about it, about yeah. him being able to literally murder himself. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> That's just saying a, saying a whole lot about Dean Winchester. Uh, the sheriff is immediately agrees to help them and uh, basically pretend that these bodies are Sam and Dean so that they can, you know, well, they're going to be they're going to be dead again. The same solution as last time. If you're wondering how the boys would get out of it, here we go. Uh, the FBI agent shows up and are basically totally okay with this, going so far to say, uh, "Well, there's there's no bodies, there's no paperwork." Yeah. Which, Chris, I don't know much about the FBI, <laughs> I know, but I'm pretty sure that if you just if your perps go missing and that you've already gotten rid of the bodies, I'm pretty sure you still have to like do a little paperwork, right? <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels like uh, there's some uh, loose ends here for the FBI, but I guess it doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure they're Leviathans. <laughs> Uh, but that's done, so that that's not going to be a big deal. We go back to Bobby, 
uh, he was having this kind of moment with Sheriff Jody and tells her, you know, thank you very much for, for doing this. And, and just one more thing. And he pulls out an iPod touch and it's beautiful. And he's just told a Steve jobs on supernatural. And it's really, no, great. it's a, it was a zoom. I thought, Oh, it was a zoom. My bad. Um, it's a real dumb joke. The, uh, <laughs> I really thought, and I think they meant to make you think that Bobby, when Sheriff Jody dripped the cleaner all over the Leviathan dude, uh, Bobby ran up and kissed her like full on on the mouth and everything. Yeah. So this right moment is, face. you know, you think that they're going to have another kiss like this, like everything's going to be fine. And uh, instead he hands her the Leviathan's head and says, hey, when you go over the bridge on your way back to town, just throw that off there and just can never let those two those two parts of those bodies meet yeah. again. Sweet. Um, and Bobby looks really sad. Like he's it's it's almost as if all this stuff that the Leviathan to Bobby was saying to him kind of got to him a little bit and how he's not going to yeah. let anybody in or anything like that. But it's, it's been approximately 47 seconds since they set up this emotional attachment to Sheriff Jody. When the mm-hmm. last time he talked to her, he asked like, who dis on the who phone. Yeah, <laughs> so phone so I, uh, I'm not that emotionally invested in Bobby's emotional pain nope. right now. I don't know about nope. you, Chris. Uh, I am not, uh, doesn't, it, this doesn't work for me really. Um, if they gave it more time, yeah, maybe, but they don't, they don't give it time. Um, they would rather just have brother drama than like actually build anything substantial this season, apparently. Uh, but I mean, it is, it is touching in a way, I guess he, he gives her another kiss on the cheek and you're like, Oh, we you know if only, <laughs> if, only if only there was happiness, uh, then it's just back to the, the, the cops down at the morgue. Yeah. One of the FBI bodies. agents come back and, um, the sheriff and his daughter, the coroner, are down there like discussing mm-hmm. what happened, and she's like, "Ah, this is, feels really weird." He's like, "Don't worry about it, baby." Um, <laughs> I almost spoiled what about Squire Galacta right there about making a dumb joke. I'm glad I didn't. Anyway, uh, and this FBI agent walks in and is basically just kills both of them and says that you know calls home to his boss and says that the the plan went south. He's looking at the two Leviathans and uh, yeah, this dude was a Leviathan the entire time. Do you think both of the FBI agents were Leviathans? I don't know. I feels like maybe just one. Cause they were like, all right, let's get on the inside and then actually do some stuff. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but we, um, we actually get, I guess a look at, at our big bad, at the, at the boss leviathan here finally yeah he's called um, into mr roman uh, yeah. which will, he'll be named eventually and uh mr roman says you know i'm gonna don't worry about going after him again um i'm gonna I, i'm gonna i'm gonna take a more subtle approach to this whole thing and uh if you if you call again with bad news he threatens i will bib you yeah which is not does not sound vaguely threatening at all <laughs> like it just seems yeah, like okay like it, with, but it's with, gonna come the, up the a lot restaurant like huh, so interesting. I'm, I'm gonna say i have been very hard on the leviathans and this probably the season in general and i don't necessarily remember super liking um where they take uh mr roman here but i did actually kind of like this introduction it was something new for supernatural at least uh it felt like a different breed of monster which in the in the the end like the tone of this like i said doesn't necessarily work for me um but here it does i liked this i was interested i was like oh shit okay we're getting trying something a little new here uh and it's because this dude mr roman who says hey call me dick in a second to um he gets in he he, a fancy politician or businessman or something i think he's a politician yeah he gets his setup here is he's walking out of an office building he's getting into like obviously a a 
an escort service limo. Uh, he's you know he's he's well dressed. He's got the three piece suit on. It's a completely different villain than we've seen from Supernatural before. Like yeah, we've we've seen most people. Most of our villains are a little bit more obvious than this. This dude seems um, like he has a handle on things. Yeah, he seems like a politician. So like like a villain, but um, well dressed. <laughs> and he he gets into his limo and he's reading the paper, very nonchalant and. Uh, what do you know? Crowley shows up, and I—is this the first time we've seen Crowley this season? It's not, uh, because he showed up when we when they tried to uh, summon death. I believe that they. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. got the spell to summon death from from Crowley. Uh, but he's been he's been off the board for a little while, and Crowley is there to be Crowley, which is to say, make a deal with the latest power on the board, and basically yeah. wants to split up a bunch of souls. Except uh, Dick Roman isn't having any of that bullshit. No, no. I love his uh, you demon. He calls. He says you demons are ugly, lazy, gold digging whores. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's just a that's a special kind of insult to a, a group of you know. I'd power sooner hungry, swim is, through hot garbage than shake hands with a filthy, filthy mutation like you. Um, and he says that he would wipe demons from existence if he didn't have other plans right now. Extremely good. <laughs> I like yeah. this. I like this so much. Crowley and just Crowley's jets. like, okay, bye. <laughs> See <Keep> you, <the> muffins. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm out of here. Were they actually muffins? I get the the implication was that they got to be like flesh of some sort, right? That probably, was, yeah. Probably. yeah okay. we, um, um, they have real beating hearts in them. <laughs> meanwhile, we go back to Dean and Sam, who are uh, parked at a pier somewhere, and they've got dead bodies in the trunk. And Dean is making a bunch of jokes about it, but Sam is, is obviously emotionally distraught about it. And uh, Sam brings up his friend Amy Pond, and Dean is, is caught out in a lie, and he can't really say anything. So uh, he grabs his bags and leaves and says, I'm I'm done. I'm done here. Yeah. He says, I can't talk to you or be around you right now. Go on without me. Uh, and he gets out. He storms away. He puts his arms up in the air like he's like, I've got demon blood in me, Dean. Um, he makes the same exact pose, and he's wearing the same jacket, so it's definitely reminiscent of that. Um, and all Dean says is, all right, sorry, Sam. That's it. Yeah, I think it's telling that Dean doesn't really argue here. Dean knows that he's in the wrong. And I wanted to wait I wanted to wait to hear to talk about all of Sam's emotional stuff, because I, yeah. I think it works better to talk about right here, because I... As much as I want to be like, oh, Sam's leaving again. Okay, whatever, Sam. I totally get it right now. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Dean said that he would do something, lied about it, went behind Sam's back, and then took praise for the thing that he didn't do and let Sam believe for however long that you know Dean was an okay guy and that he trusted Sam's instincts. Yeah. So not only is it that Dean lied, it's that... Dean didn't feel that his brother could make a decision like this, that he could trust Sam on making this decision, that he also killed one of Sam's friends. Dean also killed one of his brother's friends. And Sam doesn't even know. They didn't talk about the kid, but I mean, like there's other shit there with the the Katsune child too. But yeah. uh, So Sam's reaction is justified, which makes it a little bit groan worthy when like I I see the next episode description. It's like Sam and Dean hunt up, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So this isn't just a one episode situation, but whatever. It's interesting that he's not like in season one when they when they broke up and and some other breakups that they've had. It it seems a lot more final, but he's just like I can't I can't talk to you right now, so like I'm leaving. And it doesn't seem like a goodbye forever, Dean. Um, it's just like a holy fucking shit! I can't believe you right now. Um, so I'm leaving. But it's it's Sam isn't like uh, I hope I never see you again, Dean. 
it, but it, it's still, it, it's upsetting. It's all very upsetting for all the reasons that you just said. And like I was saying, it was like almost like I lost perspective because it's like they've both just done so much worse shit, I guess. But also going and like murdering a mother in front of her child is pretty fucked up. Yes, um, 100%. But the uh, the other thing is, is like part of it is like wh- why why did Dean why why the fuck did he do that like it, it's so inconsequential for him to go and kill this one monster and we said it when it ha- or I said it when it happened that like I didn't I didn't like it because it just doesn't make sense that he would even give a shit about going and killing one random monster um so yeah I don't know it's like I understand why Sam would be furious um. And I still don't fully understand the reasoning behind Dean going and doing it other than just him being like, I'm angry and I'm upset. I don't know how to deal with anything. And my brother is saying a thing and I don't trust him right now. So I'm just going to go and kill this monster because it's a thing to do. <laughs> like, Why does Dean care about killing monsters? Uh, and obviously from the get go, he knew that he was wrong and what he did. But well, and compare this to the last episode where we run into a warlock and a witch that have murdered at least four people that mm-hmm. Dean then tried to give therapy to and then left yeah, and didn't bother killing. And it's, it just, it, it's, it, it just, it speaks of the unevenness of the writing for this season. And as mm-hmm. much as I love some of the Leviathan stuff, as much as I like some of the stuff they're doing, it's, it's kind of apparent that they're playing a little bit fast and loose with these episodes now. Yeah. And that they're not really thinking through the character motivations and the and the consequences of some of the stuff that they're putting. They they want to have these big dramatic moments, and it feels like they are willing to do just about anything to get there, which yeah. is fine. Like it's it's a soap opera. It's got to be entertaining. It's it it is what it is. I I think we we knew going into this that uh, you know this season and the next season are going to be not that great. Yeah, and it's that's this stuff coming out. Not to say that the show is bad or anything, because I'm still having a really good time watching oh, yeah. it. I, I this episode specifically was episode. really really fun. It's yeah. gory, it's violent. I, you know, I love that shit. It's it's you know the the stuff with the Leviathans like, hating being Dean and Sam Winchester. I think <laughs> is really fucking good. That's good comedy yeah. stuff, and I I just. It's some of the stuff that they're trying to put together, they just don't give it enough time to breathe or to right. grow. And we get these situations where, like I just mentioned, Sam throwing his hands up, walking away, and then you know you read in the next episode description, Sam and Dean are hunting, blah blah blah. Oh, okay, so that didn't take long. And I don't, I haven't watched the next episode yet. I'm going to do that tonight. And so maybe there's a 20 minute opening where they have to come together or whatever. But yeah, it's still. I remember feeling a lot of these these feelings the first time i watched it which is rare because i was it was appointment viewing for me back then uh i would always watch the episodes the night that they aired because i just i loved supernatural and um the even even back then i was like i don't this is drama for the sake of drama and it's bullshit and it doesn't feel like anything it doesn't feel like supernatural um because just think about how high the stakes always were even with just the drama of of Dean doing everything he can to save Sam, but like Sam doing everything he can to make Dean not want to save him. Like it was real shit. And now it's like <laughs> Dean murdered a girl for no reason. Uh and then feels bad about it, I guess. Sure. Like, I don't yeah. know. Good job. I guess. <laughs> like whatever you want to do. I uh overall though, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh yeah. with uh, brother drama aside and uh that's I think that's always going to be a complaint that you and I have with the show is the manufactured brother drama. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm really enjoying the Leviathans putting these boys uh, on edge. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy the process of Bobby trying to figure out how to kill a thing that he's never tried to kill before. 
Uh, we, we didn't really get into a lot of those details, but I, th- I think that this yeah, process yeah. of, you know, okay, let's try salt, let's try holy water under the skin, let's try, you know, just basically everything that he has ever learned how to kill a monster. Let's stab it in the heart. You know, let's stab it in the heart with silver. Let's stab it in the heart with the branch. You I know, wonder if he tried a, uh, <laughs> a flare gun. He tries to try a flare gun to see if it works. Um, we know smashing it with the truck isn't going to work, so let's yeah. not do that again. But um, you got to really, think, I like, really he's like, like okay, process. I stabbed it with a branch, but, like, it wasn't blessed by a shinto priest so like maybe should i try that <laughs> yeah do you think he has like a google spreadsheet like i do for our episode planning guy yeah. like just a <laughs> just a giant spreadsheet listed with you know with just tons of shit on it <laughs> possibilities are endless the possibilities are endless uh any last thoughts on the episode before we get out of here you know i just started to think about how this is leading sort of somewhere with the characters more than just with you know leviathans um and i think it's I think some of this is going to pay off, even though it's like they didn't quite earn the payoff, but they're still going to give us the payoff. Um, so I don't want to be too negative on Supernatural because I, I still love the show. So, well, we'll see what happens next, I guess. In the meantime, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is really fantastic that you guys seem to enjoy the show and are watching along with us. Uh, you can find all of our previous episodes at monsteroftheweek.cool. You can find us on Twitter at MOTWcast. Thank you specifically to our patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week we love each and every one of you uh chris if they want to talk to you on the internet where can they find you at if you would like to talk to a little old me like i've said before you can go to uh, www.twitter.com slash local bones and you will find me there Mm -hmm. you can find me at www.twitter.com slash jg g-r-e-e-r uh yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with another great episode of Supernatural and another amazing episode of Monster of the Week. can find me at myspace.com yeah absolutely yeah live slash journal slash <laughs> it's jeremy's dark thoughts dot live journal.com <laughs> you know what my facebook url used to be was um facebook.com slash the world won't listen which that's is the name this is not true it's the name of a smith's album i'm pretty sure that's what it still is except i don't have a facebook anymore let's go see let's let's go let's go test that out right now facebook.com slash the world won't listen i loved the smiths this content is not available right now. It's because it's because it's, it's my Facebook and it's it's deactivated. All right, I'm having a hard time actually turning up the volume on my headphones, so I have to do it like just in Discord, put it up to two hundred percent. Nice. Do you want me to keep talking at my normal kind of voice until you can get it lined in? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is it sounding better? Everything's sounding yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Everything's everything's rocking and rolling. It's like. It's not calling my headphones headphones. It's like something about built-in audio. What? I only have three hours and 44 minutes left in this battery. This is pff, fucking bullshit, bro. <laughs> Are you trying to record someplace new that doesn't have a power outlet? No, I just didn't. I just didn't bring it because I was like, I should be fine. Um, I mean, we're not going to be recording for four hours, so I should be fine. How do you know, Chris? <laughs> this is a good episode. We might go for four hours. Pretty true. Well, I haven't eaten dinner yet, so you better pipe it down. Well, you should you should come prepared to class. I, I know I need, but... you should show up to work ready to f- ready for work. I don't need you coming to work and then being like, I need to 
you know, smoke a cigarette and put on my work shirt. I need you to be ready for work at your, at your assigned time. Speaking of being ready for work, I should start recording. <laughs> what is this, my first podcast? Man, I do not like it being in just one ear, but I'll have to deal with it for today. Although with the snowstorm tomorrow, my headphones probably won't get delivered, and then I'll be dealing with it for two days. Oh, no. But you know what? I have slightly better audio now. That hiss is gone, I hope. Yeah, it's so, on your sample file, it seemed gone. So I won't know until I get um, get it into my audio editor. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that's the case, then I, if I don't need to use that noise reduction software, um, that'll save me, like... Because it takes it way longer to export because it has to go through uh, like um, you know second by second to do that, so it takes mm-hmm. way longer to make an episode, which is not not a big deal. Like it's it's way better than you know it sounding bad. So. <laughs> do, 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 do. What is the next episode after this one? I haven't looked. See, slash fiction. You know, I don't know either. The, I gotta watch it tonight. I guess the Mentalist. Sounds dumb. Um, angry spirits are killing off psychics. I kind of remember that. Maybe <laughs> it was written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. <laughs> that's not. That's true. That's not true. That's according to the wiki. <laughs> that's that's rude behavior from you, Jeremy. You're not usually such a trickster. I'm not. That's that's on the Wikipedia dog. Uh, let me check IMDb hmm. just in case. I want to. I want to. I want to confirm the existence of this. Yeah, IMD bogus. More like whoa. I am double D is what you just did there. Wow. Uh, what show do we watch? Supernatural. I was listening to uh, Dylan's podcast, the horrible podcast, uh-huh. and um, they were, what were they talking about? Uh, I don't remember what they were talking about, but they were, oh, like kind of what they want to see from horror movies. And uh, this mm-hmm. one dude was talking about how he like wants to see like a kind of a literal trend, you know, representation of uh, like Bible stuff with angels and demons. And Dylan kind of under his breath was like, you could just watch Supernatural. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy, uh I don't remember his name, man, something, man, man, Monty or Manty or something. It was like, I'm not fucking watching Supernatural, Dylan. That's never going to happen. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ouch. I used to get so mad about that because people just, are, they're judging a book by its cover. They're probably judging a book by like it's, it's 287 covers <laughs> is the problem. Yeah, true. Uh, no, I think, I, I legit think that Supernatural more than most forms of uh, media, like gets... Um, poo pooed by dudes, pretty hard. So I was talking about. Uh, we were talking about a little bit of this in the Duckfeed Slack because the Ready Player One movie is getting reviewed pretty well, mm-hmm. and uh, the internet loves to dunk on that that movie in a way, in that book, in a way that I find like I, it hasn't made me like the book or anything. Like I, I read the book and I was like, oh, this is like you know obviously aimed for kids and like you know people mm-hmm. that like really like nostalgia or whatever, but it's not good. And just immediately forgot about it because, you know, whatever. So when the movie came out, like, people just carted dunking on it left and right to the point where, like, I had to mute that shit in my timeline because I just did not want to read about it. Yeah. I don't need I don't need people's hot takes on why the movie's going to be bad or anything. Like, I can... It can just be a bad movie. Uh, but, like, people were talking about uh, how much shit Twilight got for for kind of the same thing. Not for the same thing, nostalgia reasons, but how it got, like, unfairly just blasted because it's not... 
particularly that bad it was just kind of boring and not mm-hmm. great so like why the media and not even the media but like why our culture is obsession with like dunking on those particular properties in general and i think the same thing with supernatural like i think it's just become such a such an easy e- easy go-to joke right like the people that don't even know the show can make the dumb like jokes about it that it's yeah it's just it gets annoying to hear it does get very annoying to hear i am to be confirmed ben acker and ben blacker wrote that episode that's bullshit so, that's bullshit <laughs> I used to kind of like the first Twilight movie. Yeah. None of the other ones, but I did like that first movie a little bit. Um I uh I talked a whole I talked a whole mess of shit about Twilight. I was like, fuck that. That's not real vampires. I just read Dracula and I read <laughs> uh whatever it was called Salem's Lot. I was like 16 or 17 when those when those books hit. Um I probably told this before that my sister was like, "All right, I'll read Harry Potter if you read Twilight." And I was like, "Yeah, this will be good." Yeah, um, I can knock, I can knock those fucking Twilight books out in like a night. <laughs> Let's do this, dog. And I was <laughs> like, "Oh man, I don't fucking hate this." <laughs> uh, it was like it wasn't good, but it was so like teen angsty and I was an angsty teen, so I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh and then I saw the movie, I was like, "It's all right." <laughs> <laughs> it's not good but it's all right um i liked the uh the soundtrack a lot and again just being an angsty teen it worked for me i would never have admitted that back when i was like in high school but now i can look back and say like i yeah i liked it i, I love uh, it but i liked it i definitely i definitely like bashed on it because and we've talked about this before like they just weren't my goth vampires like i didn't oh sure sure, sure. I, I was definitely like that dean winchester like why do vampires have to be sparkly kind of kind of mm-hmm, attitude mm-hmm. uh and like everybody that i knew that read twilight uh, was a particular type of person, and I was like, "Oh, right. okay, this is written for like stay-at-home moms, basically." Yeah, and and, uh, and Chris, who might as well Chris has the, the sexual thing. appetite of a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> <laughs> the jogging pants are tied, baby. Not tonight. <laughs> the sweatpants have been laced up. We're not doing any business tonight. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I you know looking back like that was pretty unfair. Like I don't think I still don't think I've seen any of the movies or read the books. But Autumn used to tell me about the crazy to. shit that happened up. in the books that were that sounded you know just dumb, but in a way that like fantasy novels that I've read my entire life get dumb towards like the more mm-hmm. books that they have. Like it just keeps getting stupider and stupider. So yeah, well I guess that is kind of true. Supernatural currently it's <laughs> just getting dumber and dumber as we go. Yeah, I mean that's what Eric said. It's like we're 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 beyond the point of uh, drama. We're just into like. Uh, soap opera territory at this point, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm completely content with with what we have. I'm kind of enjoying uh, some of this Leviathan stuff, but there's definitely going to be a drag on some episodes. I think it's just you know it is what it is. For sure, for sure, my dude. I don't know why I'm for telling sure, you my this. Dude. Like you know this. Yeah, hey. <laughs> we, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. Yeah, I'll watch bad movies a lot. I like watching bad movies too, to a, to a certain degree. I watched the justice league the other night. Yeah. Did you like it? No. <laughs> that oh. movie is garbage. <laughs> so you don't like all bad movies. I, I mean, I, I, I had a good time watching it, I guess. Um, I, I, I mean, I was playing on Twitter and, you know, um, yep. Getting kind of lit while I was watching it. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, that's a terrible movie. Don't watch justice league. It's I just, wasn't planning it's on just it. a bad movie, Chris. I don't like superheroes. I think I think those. Mo- I think I like those movies, but since I don't like superheroes, it doesn't like. Why don't I like superheroes? I don't know. I think I hate their costumes generally. Um, but so I'm never like too fussed about them, and then I'm usually pleasantly surprised by when I like see whatever movie, except for apparently not DC movies. <laughs> I don't think that I've met a lot of people that get into both uh, 
like read a lot of like manga and mm-hmm. also read straight up like Western superhero comic books. Like that seems yeah. to be a dividing line between the two. Cause I'm definitely on the other end of that spectrum. Like I've never really read a lot of manga um, mm-hmm. outside of Junji Ito stuff. Um, but it always been a, a superhero guy. And I don't know if that was access when I was growing up. I was just, if that was, that stuff just wasn't in my, yeah, yeah, it was probably because it, it hit big for me, or hit big, like, in America when I was, like, 11. So suddenly it was just, like, every, every, all the things that I was already, like, all the channels I went to, literally, like, TV channels I went to, mm. were suddenly, like, have some fucking anime kids. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'm down for that. <laughs> I'm down Whereas, for um, well, I But I don't really know how why I didn't hit with superheroes when I was younger. I think I was just really, really into dinosaurs. And, uh... What? And like, <laughs> yeah, I really liked dinosaurs. That was like my favorite thing. Uh, and then I just got into swords and like that and like superheroes don't have swords. So like, I didn't care. Have you ever seen magic from the X-Men? No. <laughs> can I send you a picture of magic? Let me see if I can find it. Oh, was, it's a character. Not like, not, you don't mean like magic. Yeah. Like magic is uh, Colossus's little sister and oh. uh, her mutant power. She has swords. And she, she, she has a enormous soul sword that pulled this pulled directly from her body. Well, how come people weren't telling me about magic when I was a kid? I gotta find um, I gotta find a good picture that's not just like pinup art because you know comic books. Yeah, I almost wouldn't ju- I wouldn't read uh, Harry Potter because no a wand. But then Harry pulls the sword of Gryffindor out of the hat in the second book, and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to- this is what I was meant to do. Um, magic. What took you so long? Uh, she disappeared into her mutant power is being able to uh, t- to teleport into um, copy image. I'm gonna put this in our Discord chat uh, to teleport to like this hell dimension. Okay, and um, so she gets trapped there for like a year, but inside the hell dimension, she ages like 14 years. So inside, she this, seems pretty cool. Yeah, she has a she has a giant sword. She can teleport to hell, uh, and then she also has she's a crazy sorceress, and she goes evil sometimes. Sounds dope. Yeah, I mean, she looks like an anime character. She looks like a very much like an anime character. I gotta get on my soapbox here and start defending. Uh, well, because I like the anime aesthetic; it gets like dunked on like unanimously Constantly. everywhere. Yeah, because everybody's like, "This is the cool thing to do." I'm an extremely cool person for doing it. Meanwhile, like superheroes are always just like assholes in tights and like spandex. <laughs> I'm like, that's extremely uncool. Why you gotta be hating? Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I'd. I think when I th- when I th- when I see when I think about the anime aesthetic, I just think you know, younger looking chicks with huge boobs. That's what I go yeah, to. That's, that's the easy that's the easy gross. dunking thing. But mm-hmm. the the more that I've seen of that stuff, the the more I've realized like that's that's just not true. Yeah, I'm actually still like I don't know. I I hate way more anime than I love. <laughs> so sometimes I, I like I think like there's so much of it. <laughs> yeah, like more more of the things I interact with, I'm like this isn't good this makes me uncomfortable or like it's gross or just like it's stupid. I don't know. Um, I like all, a lot of the like same type of shit, like all the Dragon Ball Z shit. Cause I just like dudes getting strong and punches each other. Like it has no substance to it, but like it's a fun ride for me. Uh, and then I like stuff like berserk and there's plenty of other things like that, but there's just like all these like idol shows and stuff. Not totally sure what the deal with those are. Why everybody is really obsessed with like, dancing competitions or whatever for like little anime girls don't i don't know and it's just i don't get it but um i I also don't get that because i cannot tell any of them apart and i know i don't know i don't know if that makes me racist by saying that out loud no no i've looked looked at like the animation and stuff and i'm like okay these these girls are dressed differently 
uh, but how do you tell any of these apart yeah. without? And of right. course, that's just pictures, right? Like I'm not looking, I'm not watching videos or anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can never keep that stuff straight. At least with like a Dragon Ball Z. Like, well, okay, that's a terrible example because there's fucking twenty of them who look the same. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, what? let's just like you just sent me a picture of four dope looking superheroes. So you know, maybe um yeah, maybe these I'm were uh, like prejudiced. this was a special series, and I, I wanted to buy all of these statues. I thought all of these were really really cool. I think do they have those at uh, Barnes and Noble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't they, know. They sell yeah, okay. them in the, in, the, in the states. They're kind of pricey though. I think they're like around seventy five to one hundred bucks a piece. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen those. Um, and at a certain point, no, like, I, I think I do I need a half naked Emma Frost on my shelf? <laughs> I mean, I mean that's she's yeah. that's dressed more than she usually is. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think um I think the reason I, another reason I never got into comics was because it's so vast and like where where do you begin? Um, I started reading a Thor series when I was in high school and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then by like the second issue, they were talking about things that I didn't understand. I thought, oh, this is a sequel series to something else. I've missed it again. And I didn't have as like easy access to stuff online back then. So I went to the comic book store, couldn't find what I was looking for, gave up and that was it. Yeah, that was something that me and Gary talk about a lot with the uh, with the animated series with X-Men because that the animated series picked up so many of the plot lines from the main comics but kept them sort of segmented from continuity. Mm-hmm. So you could have the Dark Phoenix saga without having to read 40 years worth of X-Men material. And I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like they were just, it was way more self-contained than the comics were. So it was very easy to get into the X-Men by watching the series mm-hmm. and going like, man, I really like this. And then going to want to seek that stuff out. But uh, there, there was still, like I, I remember being... 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, reading comic books. The internet literally did not exist then. Right. <laughs> like it was at, the, it was at, you know, DARPA at that point, because <laughs> I'm so fucking <laughs> old. Uh, but, you know, picking up comic books and a character would show up and just having no, I have just trying to pick it up via context and then learning years right. later that my ideas of who that character were, were, were totally wrong and just so dumb. So. There was a whole lot of gatekeeping when I. Oh really? Started. Yeah, that that was yeah. bad. Like if you went to a comic book shop, sometimes that would. That, oh yeah, that could be a really bad thing. I got I got called. Uh, you'll have to. I just got called. The Fry Guys. The first time that I went into a comic book store by a dude with a ponytail. Oh really? Jesus. Yeah, he said it under his breath as I walked by him because he was like, "I don't know who you are," and was that was like my first experience. I was like super uncomfortable, and I just kept looking over at him, being like. Did he say what I think he said? Did he say it to me? Like, why did he say it? But then the dude just kept glaring at me, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." He wants me to leave, so I left. It was like his store, so I just left. Um, like, good, good for you, dude. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I bought it was. There was a whole lot of that. Ninety percent like, of my comic books at uh, either Walmart or nice. uh, there was a drugstore that my grandmother went to to. Uh, to get like medicine and it was next to the grocery store she went to to get food <laughs> so they had a rack of comic books and i knew that every you know tuesday or wednesday or whatever they had new comic books so mm-hmm. i would bug her to take me to the comic book rack she was convinced i may have told this story before but she was absolutely convinced uh that comic books were going to pay for my college education because we were going to buy them <laughs> and then collect them and then sell them and i could be able to pay for college <laughs> that way because it was right around the time that uh somebody found the first superman in an attic uh-huh. and sold it for forty thousand dollars so like everyone yep. was trying and marvel was leaning on that shit heavy with multiple covers and you know hologram bullshit and everybody thought that that stuff was going to be the the next big thing and not only did they end up being worth nothing uh so i didn't <laughs> even bother selling them i still have them uh, i didn't even go to college so sorry grandma <laughs> love you love you mama <laughs> 
guess a lot went wrong. <laughs> went, went, went a bad way. I broke bad, I guess, is what you could say with that. You broke bad. Man, I had a lot of the single uh, Dark Tower comics. I have no idea whatever happened to those, though. I remember hunting for those a lot, but it sucked because I didn't have a car. <laughs> and I didn't know where to buy comic books because there was that one place that I wasn't going back to. Uh, there was a Walden Books. I don't know if you ever had those. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There was one in the mall, and they had... I was able to get two, three, and five of, like, the first run, and then they started coming out, coming out as, like, the collected volumes. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go for those <laughs> instead of the uh, single issues. Yeah, the... When I... Because I, I st- kind of stopped reading comic books because I was too cool for that shit. Much like Dean Winchester, I was too busy having sex I with I could absolutely girls. tell that about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got back into them when a friend of mine introduced me to Sandman and was like, oh, shit you know comic books are for real <laughs> comic mm-hmm. books got real like this is this is yeah, not I just read, um, i read from hell i think yeah like, from a couple years one. back yeah. and i was like oh fuck <laughs> yeah yeah i've been missing this stuff yeah and i didn't read like any manga at that point either it was only until like two years ago that i got back into that because uh, i was so ashamed to be into it because everybody that's like a thing that everybody makes fun of <laughs> and just did not care at all and thought it was kind of cool so i was like oh maybe i'll like get back into that thing i used to like <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's it was like 2004. <laughs> oh, sorry, and I was like, I need to go like buy a book of this, and that's when I discovered there were things like trade paperbacks that you could buy, you know, eight yeah. issues at a time instead of just buying bullshit. And then I got um, I got briefly into Saga. I thought that was pretty cool. Saga I never was read. I love. I think Saga. it's still going on. Oh yeah, it's still it's still going. They're still doing it. I think I had the first like four volumes. Maybe I'll get back and read that. I want to read Lucifer. That's what like, got me thinking about all this stuff recently. Lucifer is, is extremely good. Because you gifted that to me. <laughs> I did. I did. Merry Christmas. In Thank March. you. Thank you. In March. Uh, but yeah, we that was the first time I really went to a comic book store, like a for real regular comic book store that I would go into. And uh, it was, you know, I was 24. So Autumn and I, we were we had just gotten married. We would, on a Saturday afternoon, she would go to the barn, or she would go to the barn that morning, come back, we'd take a shower. We'd go to the comic book store. We'd pick up like two or three trade paperbacks and we'd go next door, which was like a fish and chips place that had like an outdoor patio with misters and everything. So we'd chill in the and drink a beer, eat fish and chips and read comic books. And it that was, sounds super fucking cool. It was extremely fun. Uh, we, it, we, we, and I just, you know, I can't, I can't imagine that, that negative experience that you were describing and that, and that, yeah, because everyone in that store was so nice. Like we would ask for recommendations and they would just bend over backwards. I remember going there one time and we, it was just a normal Saturday and we showed up and there was a line like a, a hundred or 50, 150 people deep, right out the, out the store, down the block. And I, we walked up to the line. We're like, are you guys like waiting for comic books? And they're like, no, we're waiting for serenity tickets. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so if we just want comic books, we can just go in and like, oh yeah, fine. They, yeah. They, they, we're not, you know, just go right on in. So we went in and bought comic books and I was like, what the fuck is serenity? I have no idea. <laughs> had never watched Firefly. had never really yeah. even heard of it. But yeah, down the block for the serenity movie tickets. And I was like, you guys That's are crazy. crazy. So. Uh, I'm trying to think of another time. I I mean, I, I went to another comic book store all the time, and then <laughs> this was a little bit different. The one day me and Steve walked in, and me and Steve are fucking nerds, so I, I feel like it's not like, uh-oh, some jocks are here, or some chicks are here, because it's the early 2000s, and we hate chicks. Um, <laughs> we walked in, and we're just like two regular nerds, and we got fucking daggers from really? this huge group of uh, adults and, and teenagers who were playing Magic the Gathering, and they were just fucking not happy. Like, the conversation stopped when we walked in. Oh, and it wasn't weird. like the place was closed. 
they were open but these magic the gathering kids they did not want anybody in there they like glared at us and like we walked over to like look at like the new section and like some of them were still just staring at us and then we just turned around and walked back out i was like cool guys thanks <laughs> magic the gathering really fucking cool sorry brian wade like <laughs> no fuck you brian wade <laughs> for even to think of that the magic the gathering is cool because it's not yeah yeah two things that i always were like unanimously to everybody was like i don't like for <laughs> doctor who which i know the i know that you like doctor who i know a lot of people do yeah. it was doctor who and magic the gathering i was like never i'll over my dead body <laughs> i never i always i always looked down on magic the gathering even as a like there was just some things that hit me at just the wrong age like i was a little bit too mm-hmm. old for pokemon was like that i never i always thought pokemon was a kid's thing so you know fast forward to the last few years i'm like oh everybody likes pokemon and they're all adults that's weird <laughs> i thought this was a kid <laughs> thing i thought only 13 year olds like pokemon uh but there's you know there's a bunch of stuff like that that hits you at the at the wrong age that mm-hmm. uh, you just you just skip out on magic the gathering was definitely nerd stuff so. Yeah, it's for fucking book reading nerds. <laughs> did you uh did you actually boot up the PS3 version of <laughs> Ico and Shadow of the Colossus? I did. I did. Did you boot it up? What what was it? did you play Shadow of the Colossus? No, I went into Ico for a few minutes and then was like, "Oh man, <laughs> what am I doing?" <laughs> and I cuz I was seriously considering being like, "I could just get that fucking platinum for not even for uh Ico but for um Shadow, yeah. Shadow, yeah. I was like, I don't have. Th- I, I apparently I'd never beaten it on hard on PS3. I think I just like farted out and didn't care. Um, but doing all of those on hard time attack again, <laughs> I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I looked at mine. I had done. I hadn't finished that. Um, and I looked at the two. Like there was one for collecting. It wasn't just maxing out your health and stamina. It was literally collecting every single lizard and every yep. single fruit in the game. Yeah. And I'm just not going to do that although i was talking no. to somebody today let me send you this um and they sent me a uh a map <laughs> that somebody did i'd never seen this before where you can literally like check it off on the website oh. let me let me send this to you the to, um, to the discord i'll put this in the show notes too in case anybody wants it you'll have to edit out the part where i said a really bad word oh, i'm not i'm not worried about that you, you didn't you didn't call anybody that you just used it as a in a telling a story i think it's fine. it got used at me yeah exactly like I, I, I don't yeah i can i'll definitely beep it out if you want me to but i, I don't think that you no, have anything care. to worry about but yeah i thought this was kind of a cool map that you that you could use Whoa, that yeah. is pretty cool and you can kind of check it off and if you highlight it it like tells you exactly where they are so it's pretty neat what on the safe shrine in the woods are three lizards three freaking lizards yeah, some of these safe shrines have like th- two or three at a time, which I didn't, I didn't, I've, I didn't know. What? That's full, you're full of it. I knew I knew two. I knew because I'd seen some stuff that had two before, but not three. That seems ridiculous. It is ridiculous. All right. Um, you want to do this podcast? No, I want to talk about <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus some more. <laughs> uh, Save it for when we do our Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus, the Colossus podcast. podcast. Yeah. Whatever, bro. Let's talk about some freaking hunks. Let's talk about some hunks, dude. You ready? Yeah. Also, you should bleep me using the F-A-G word. I would feel bad if somebody had to hear that word who didn't want to hear it. I, th- I think I was going to do that, so don't worry about it. Uh, Thank they, you. They, they, can, they can pick it up in context. So. Yeah, they'll know what I said, but I don't want them to have to hear it. Sure. Or just, or just I don't know, fill it in with a different word. Or I'll do, uh, I'll do, I'll do what, like the comedy central does and they beat the like they beep asshole but they don't beat the word ass just the yeah. whole part which always like really confused me <laughs> what are you doing comedy Bleep, central um, just, just fill it in with a different word um 
just what's what's the word that starts with F? I was gonna say French fry. This guy called me a French fry. This guy called uh, me a fucking French fry. Can you believe this guy it? called me a fucking French fry? Except you didn't say fucking French fry. That's just funny considering um, all of my stories about French fry guy that I've told you. Oh, true. That guy looks like a French fry. Anyway, he's got a sweet band, so I shouldn't talk shit. <laughs> he's got a sweet double bass band. Double the bass, double the fun. Yeah, double which the brings bass, us right into fun, no uh, guitars. <laughs> which brings us right into this episode because the caption on this episode is "Double the Winchesters, double the fun." So. Woo. Fun stuff. Alrighty. Um. Oh, let me crack all my nucks. That's, that's that's good. You might have to bleep out the word "nuck" too. <laughs> I don't think that that's a bad word. It sounds like a bad word. Um. Where did I know "nuck" from? Oh, that's uh. Did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire? That Steve Buscemi show. Oh, I know, but I think I. He I was, think I know what you're talking about. He was nucky slash nuck on the yeah, show. yeah. All right, welcome to um, uh, week week of the monster. This mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. story of a girl. She looks when she smiles, and but it's a picture of, or it's Dean looking at a picture of Castiel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, let's do it. Okay. French fry lovers. It's a good time for McDonald's French fries. Whoops. The fry guys. Bye-bye. Give back those fries, guys. Oh, Bob. Uh-huh. Oh boy! Share your prize? Oh, it's right. Sherry McDonald's French fries is fun for the whole family! Good time! Prize, guys! Go to the great place of McDonald's French fries!